Hi, I'm Rachel Cook. I'm Corey Santiago, and this is Delete Delete If If Not Not Allowed. So today uh, on Delete If Not Allowed, we have a very special guest, uh, my very good friend, Anikiti, and she is a mom of multiples. She has twins, and she is the only mom so far in our mom group that has any kind of multiples like that, and I feel- So far. So far. I was just saying before we started that I'm terrified when I go for my anatomy scan tomorrow that they're going to find another one in there. Like, I just think that's a very common fear of a lot of people. Did you Do twins run in your family? No, like there are no twins in my family. Twins was not even something on my brain. I didn't even think I was pregnant. I th- I thought for sure I was dying. I thought I had like a stomach ulcer. No. Because I must have gotten like the one shipment of bad pregnancy tests that just kept like blanking out. Wait, so I was you got, like, I, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was like at the point where my period would be like either 24 days or 60 <laughs> So it's like, in between. so I was like, mm, am I pregnant or am I just messed Broken. up? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was like, okay, I'm taking a pregnancy test. It's just going blank. Okay. This one says negative. And, you know, I just kept doing that. And I called my doctor and I was like, I, there's something wrong with my stomach because I'm so nauseous. Oh. I'm in pain. I'm cramping. And she was like, you know what? Just go to the radiology place. So I just had an appointment. I wasn't even at my dyno. I just went to like, you know, where they take regular x-rays. Like, did you break your arm? You know what I mean? Like they have an ultrasound machine there and things like so that. You just got, so you went, you didn't even know if you're pregnant and you went straight to the ultrasound? So about two hours before the appointment, I tested and it was positive. And I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. So I call my gyno and I'm like, I'm pregnant. And she's like, you know what? Just go anyways. They're going to give you an ultrasound. Like, just go. Go cash it in. Yeah, just just go check that out. Because like, <laughs> you're being so dramatic. Like, I was being so dramatic. And she was like... When you got a positive, was it like a dye stealer? Was it like blazing? Or it just... Okay, so you weren't tipped off. No, there was no tipping off at all. So then I just went in to, you know, to just the radiology place. Like, just... You know, there's people there like limping and me just like, I know I'm pregnant. So I went in there and I was like, I, I did just get a positive. They're like, okay, we'll do an ultrasound. And they did like the vaginal one, like the, mm-hmm. the fun one. <sighs> and she was just doing it. And all of a sudden she was like, do multiples run in your family? And I, I was like, did you I, immediately I, shit your pants or no, I was immediately like, no, like did not think a thing of it. You thought she was just making small talk. Yeah. I'm like, what a weird question. And then I was like, wait, why? And she's like, oh, there's two in there. And I think at that point I like might've started to like try to get up. Cause she said, oh wait. And I said, ma'am, if you say more than two, like I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You, I'll keep this vaginal stick in and just walk <laughs> out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just not doing this. She's like, no, you, you can't get up. Cause I must, you know what I mean? Like I was in a, well, shock. your initial reaction is like, gotta go, gotta split. Like, like can't do this. I got to, I got to get out of here right the second. And at this time you have a one-year-old at home. No, no, no. I have an eight month old. Oh, oh, so sorry. Mila's eight months old at this time. Yeah. She was eight months old. Um, we had just moved into a house that we had fully renovated. So 
your first year of having a baby, you bought a house and then you fully gut renovated it and lived with my parents, my marriage, not in a good place. <laughs> so like, so they said, the universe had two babies. This will fix it. Yeah. Like, let's try this. <laughs> I mean, right now, now my marriage is great. I will say that. But at that point I was like, it was all the things you're not supposed to do. Like you're not supposed to have a baby, <laughs> renovate a home. And then, oh, we're in a global pandemic. So no, that just, let's was... Just, let's just layer. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Like, so this is this is July of 2020. So I'm like, oh, I'm masked up. My husband can't be there, obviously. Yeah. Like, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm having two babies and I literally still have an infant at home. She couldn't even crawl yet. She was like just hey, barely. She's so barely, tiny. She was just barely starting to crawl. So I don't know what your question was, but that's my answer. Wow. Okay. My question was just do multiples around your family, but I'm glad we got, we got off the jump. So, okay. So you find out that you're pregnant with twins. Like who was your first call? Um, I got to the parking lot and I called my husband immediately. And I was like, there's two of them. There's two. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, there's two. Did you tell them. him you were pregnant first before you went? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I had to text him. I, you know, I told him before I went, I'm like, okay. I got a positive. He was like, okay. He's like, shit. <laughs> like in general, it was, it was nerve wracking because it was like, we still have a literal Baby. infant at home who doesn't sleep through the night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I get it. It was, it was, I was still on like, you know, the postpartum phase of like, well, yeah, you're just fresh out. You're just a, a baby yourself, like wandering around. Like, what do I do with this body exactly. that I have now? This is different. So I just called him and I said, like, there's two of them. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, he's like, two of what? Like, doctors, like, what are you? I'm like, two babies, you idiot. <laughs> oh, sorry. That wasn't my first thought. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there's two babies in there. You're um, like, wasn't mine either, actually. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, okay we got to figure this out. And I'm like, well, there's not much to figure out. We got, <laughs> they're coming, they're coming. So I don't know what we're going to do, but they are coming. So that was my first call. And then I went immediately. My sister was watching Mila for me so I could go to the appointment. So I went over there and she, she like looked at me when I told her and she was like, Oh, um, I'm sure it's going to be okay. <laughs> like That almost doesn't feel good. You're just like, Oh, you don't no, have faith if, in this like I like I don't but, like that's but not if what you I knew need. my sister that's her answer that's her reaction that's okay she it's is so her. realist that it's like could you could you sugarcoat a little <laughs> and how <laughs> far along were you at this point I think what did they say like almost six weeks okay yeah which that was what I was unsure of too because it's like with all the timing you're like with, I don't know where I am the way my periods were just insane I'm like I could be like three months or I could be you know one day you just didn't know you just don't know yeah so about six weeks yeah and then how was your like obviously your pregnancy was different than with Mila but like like what was the most different honestly with Mila I didn't have any my gosh insomnia with the twins really the the insomnia was insane and it was like immediate and obviously like like the intensity of your symptoms different like you felt more nauseous or more my the intensity of my symptoms were different at the start and then they kind of faded away quickly which was like a little bit scary too because a twin pregnancy is scary in general because it's like double the chances so I was very 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 nauseous from like if I was about six weeks when they 
actually confirmed it, I would say from four weeks. So there was two weeks there where I was like, I was getting negative pregnancy tests, but I was fully nauseous, just so exhausted. And like the scent and the smell and the look of any food was disgusting. And like, I'm trying to baby led wean my daughter and I'm like, like take this avocado. She's spitting like avocado out. And I'm like, Oh, and the gagging. Um, I'm like, can I put you in a different room to eat? Because I'll put the baby bundle around you, but I just can't be in there. So that, but then I would say they were like kind of gone by 10 weeks. And then what, I know there's like different kinds of twins with like umbilical cords, placentas. Like, can you explain Mm -hmm. that to us? So I had die-die, which means I basically had two separate pregnancies. I had two placentas, two sacs, like the pregnancies were different. Okay. I'm not like a complete expert on twins, but there's like modi, which means oh, yeah. I think this is one placenta, but two sacs, uh-huh. which is like that. The one I had is like the least, least risk dangerous, of, yeah. of twin. And mono mono is the most, I think. Yeah. Right? That's momo, which is literally you have one placenta and they're both in the same sack. So that's where you can kind of have like one twin taking up more of the sack or taking more of the stuff. Um, I mean, all pregnancies in general are scary, Yeah, um, yeah. but when it came to a twin pregnancy, I had like the least risk type. So, which was good. I said, like, if you look like a little bit of like, okay, this is not going to be as bad as I thought. Yeah. So like, that's kind of how the doctor explained it to me. She's like, you quite literally have two completely separate pregnancies. Like you're growing two different babies but they seem to actually keep growing at the same exact rate so it was interesting but it was in that case we didn't know if they were going to be identical because they were two separate pregnancies so she said like it depends on when the egg split so like had it been one egg and split and you know went to a die-die pregnancy they would be identical um but most of the time with die-die twins you your body actually released two eggs and two sperm got there so lucky you were so lucky the stars aligned for you hashtag blessed so blessed <laughs> and then how usually twin pregnancies don't go all the way to term how far along were you when you went into labor i was 37 37 and 4 which is great say so not bad not yeah bad. so 36 36 weeks is the goal with twins um with die die they try to get you to 37 but like in the terms of twins, 37 weeks, you are, that is like full, full grown. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have let me go past 38. And then like, this is probably a personal question. So if you don't answer this, you don't have to, but like, so you push one baby out and then you just have to psych yourself up to real quick, do it again. Like, is that literally just what happens? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have no choice. Like that is what's happening. Yeah. So really one of my first questions to my doctor was like, I don't know why I was so terrified of a C-section. I did not want a C-section. And I think it was because Mila was so little that like, to me, like if I came home with these two babies to my still a baby, like she wasn't even a year and a half when they were born. And like, I wouldn't be able to lift her. Like I was, I was so concerned about that. I don't know why, like that was my number one concern. Yeah. That's and and like my OBGYN was like, can can we get to there first? And I'm like, yeah, we can. She's like, I can't tell you right now at six weeks, like you won't have a C-section. But she said, I will tell you that you are a great candidate as long as baby A is head down to be able to give birth vaginally. So only baby A has to be head down. If baby B is just doing whatever, they just, they're like, whatever, we'll do this. 
Yeah. So like basically if baby A is head down, then like the opening is open fine. And the mm -hmm. doctor can kind of like quickly scoot in there and try to move baby B. That seems violent. I, yeah. That's why like I loved my epidural. Thank God for epidurals. <laughs> There's just no way. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't have a choice. Like I had to do an epidural because um, in case, you know, baby B didn't, they couldn't get baby B out. I would have to go to immediately to a C-section. And if I had well, to have epidural, they would have had to like knock me out. You know what I mean? If you had to switch. So yeah. So that's what you do. You just push one out, but you push one out, you push the placenta out. Oh, then you push the other one out and then the other placenta. I don't know why I thought the placentas both were just like, going I hang on to <laughs> Mm -hmm. just come out i mean maybe in some people no i don't think so because the know, placenta, what's attached to attached one they to has the, to come attached, out yeah. i'm like if maybe one thought, if i used the brain that i have in my head the one cell left that would have made sense i mean i was like oh maybe yeah maybe one floats away like no 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 it's attached so yeah you and was there that. was there anything else about your birth story that was like or this birth that was like surprising or different aside from the fact that there were two of them yeah i mean there's like a few things that are different with twins um I mean, I delivered in like a huge hospital in Boston. So like my OBGYN, like I knew that she wasn't actually going to deliver my babies because if she wasn't on call that night or she wasn't working that night, she wouldn't be there. But it turned out that the same baby, the same doctor that delivered Mila actually delivered my twins. Oh, that's so it was so, so, yeah, it was this, it was this, um, this male doctor and he was great. Um, because he like came in to see me. And the first thing I said was like, I don't want a C-section. He's like, baby a is head down and like ready to go like but at this point baby b sean was breech oh um which that's fine like they are like he was like he can I'm... flip around anyway yeah well not even that and there's a few doctors that are like i will do a breach breach extraction which means they'll go in there and guide the baby down breach okay but then when baby a went head down sean kind of went head baby b they call them like baby a baby b baby B went head down, went this way, went this way. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, you have to give birth in the OR, which that's a hard part because there is like, say, are, is that terrifying? It's terrifying because you're on a gurney that is so small and oh. you are so pregnant that I'm like, there's, there's quite literally no way I'm going <laughs> to stay on this. And B, there's just so many people in there and it is very bright. Like with, with Mila, it was just in a room and I could have the lights lowered and there was like, not so many in there yeah um so that part was like was scary they came to my room and they were like let's do one practice push they were like stop that right now that <laughs> baby is ready to come out so we went into the or um and in the or you know they got all ready they i did a push in two pushes baby a was out oh baby a I'm baby sorry. a was out and I was starting to push again and they were like, okay, baby B is breech. So we have to do a breech extraction. So I need you to not push for a minute so we can kind of get ready. Then they were like, start pushing. And so they kind of like went up there and kind of tucked Sean's head down and tried to pull him out. He ended up coming, going up a little bit. So they had to use, um, what are those things that they- Forceps. Forceps. Um, so they had to forcep him out, but it was very minimal. He didn't have any like, Effects, you know, yeah. trauma from that at all all in all I it took seven minutes to for me to get both babies out seven minutes you are built different listen <laughs> I mean I and also it was at 3 a.m I was so tired. you were delusional you were absolutely delu 
show Delulu, and I'm telling you, they put both babies in my arms. <laughs> and were you like, what the fuck? And I had to be like, can you need to get these babies out of my arms? <laughs> because I was them. so, I yeah. was so scared. Um, but yeah, no, all in all, I really, really had such a great delivery. Like, for and twins. you do have a love affair with the peanut ball. I, I really thought you were going to bring that up. I didn't like, I just didn't know if there was like, like the peanut ball might have a restraining order against me <laughs> for how much I talk about it. But yeah, no, the peanut ball, like it, I swear to God, the moment people say like labor, I'm like, get that peanut ball, get that yeah. peanut ball. Yeah. The second Christmas because... labor, you're like, but are you, do you have the peanut ball? Is it there? <laughs> I know. I'm like, do you, just have, got here? do you have a peanut ball in between your legs? She's like, I'm not even at the hospital yet. <laughs> <laughs> when you get there, ask for one. Did you bring your own? Yeah, no, I had them. I went into the hospital on Monday for my induction. I had gone to the hospital the previous, like the Friday, like a couple of days before, because my blood pressure was high, but I have white coat syndrome. And um, oh, so. so I was like, I know, I promise you, like I take my blood pressure at home. I had like the beginnings of preeclampsia with Mila, like I know the deal. And then I was FaceTiming with Mila and she came in and did my blood pressure again. But at this point, I thought I was going to have to have these babies and not get to say a proper goodbye to my baby. Oh, so you were freaking the fuck out. So I was freaking out. She's like, your blood pressure is through the roof. I'm like, I promise you, if you leave the room, because you know how you have that automated blood yeah, pressure. And I'll be like, yeah. If you leave the room and I don't talk to my daughter for 10 minutes, like it will go down. And it did go down. It was still like on the verge of high, but I was like, I live 10 minutes away from the hospital. I promise you, like, I will come. I, I don't know why I felt like in a denial, like that I didn't want to have these babies right then. And I know some people are like, hey, get these babies out of me. I want to do it. But it's different when you have a baby at home. Yeah. And I mean, throughout my pregnancy, I really like, if I'm being honest, I felt like I was grieving because I just felt like I was taking away like a childhood from another baby. And I was just terrified. I was so terrified to have. And in hindsight, do you feel like that was even true? Like, what do you mean? Like that you took childhood away from her by having. Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, She definitely, she is like, I had two boys and she is the princess of the house she is the leader of the gang like she she thrives in her role she really does she's such a good big sister and looking back I'm like she was a full-grown adult basically at six months she is so wise she is sassy she puts people in her place in their place I listen (laughs) sometimes like she'll say things and I'm like like I'm like, I must have been insufferable as a child because if this is how I was, you know, and that's good to have self-awareness. It it's is really good Always, to have self-awareness. It's key to be self-aware. Key. Yeah. So anyways, through the weekend, um, I kept being like, I think I'm gassy. My husband's like, you're in labor. You're in labor. I was like, no, no, no. I think I'm gassy. We get to the hospital Monday morning to like start the induction. They're like, you're at five centimeters. Oh, <laughs> You were just in denial. I was in such denial. And my husband was like, yeah, she was up at 3 a.m. rage cleaning the house. (laughs) And I kept telling her she was in labor, but she didn't believe me. And I'm like, I think in my head, I knew I was in labor, but I just. But you're like, I can make it to this time. Like I can make it there. I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't ready. And as if like, I don't know, six hours was going to be ready. ready. So I got to the hospital and I got that peanut ball. Good for you. And And we progressed real quick. How long did it take before you're pushing? So I got to the hospital. They checked me probably at 10 um, and I was ready to push at 10 p.m. But I was so scared that I was going to have one baby on one day and one baby on another. Listen, that wouldn't that be crazy, though? 
to that, have- that happened like at a hospital like here it was like front page news that there was new year's babies and one was born on new year's eve one was born on new year's day right and i'm like no that's just so crazy like i can't do that like i really just don't i don't think i was ready for the babies yet i was like no You're let's like, wait let's just labor down for two hours just to yeah. and i mean and then come to find out like it was gonna be maybe seven minutes of pushing but well, maybe because you labored down, it, that was why. It might not have been had you tried. So maybe True. probably. So then idea. around midnight, they were like, okay, or like right, right around midnight, they were like getting me ready. But my epidural had failed. They had to do it over again. Mm. And then there was another emergency C-section. So I was kind of like just in, in a line. holding pattern. Yeah. So I was afraid to like take a nap. So that's why I was so delulu at. So then 3 a.m. Well, almost we like her. hormones too. And like the adrenaline pumping through your body. Like you're just... I feel like no matter what stage you're in, when you get to pushing, you're just like, Whoa! like by the time it's over, like your eyeballs are ready to fall out of your head because you're just like, what did I just do? I know. And then you're, then they're like, well, here's your child. And they're and like, I'm take like, care oh. of it. Don't drop it. As they hand it to me on a gurney. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Not stable. Not stable. No. Not stable. But yeah, so that was my birth story. There was nothing, honestly, there was nothing too crazy. The only thing that would probably be different than like a normal birth story is because Sean was breech. At six weeks, we had to do like an ultrasound on his hips to make sure nothing had happened. Oh, I remember. Um, and he was completely fine. And what, so like the first days home with any newborn are like a weird forest of tiredness and oh my God, what the fuck? So like, what would you tell a mom who's like coming home with her brand new like twins? Like what is key to her survival? Honestly, a schedule. Like I had a schedule from day one, but I will still say that going, I will, I tell everybody that my going from zero to one was still harder for me than going from one to three. Really? Because- Well, because your yeah, life gets upside just, down. Yeah, I just, what? Because your life gets upside down. You've never done- Yeah, because you are you already have the lifestyle change. You already kind of know what you're doing. You're just doubling it. And I just, I had a schedule. Like, you know, if one woke up to eat, I like would just nudge my husband and say, get up, we're feeding both. And- I've heard that. Do both eat, both go to bed at the same time, both eat at the same time. Mm -hmm. like even if one was in a really calm sleep because by the time you get the other one down he's 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 gonna gonna wake up up. or he's gonna wake up a half hour later so it's like for your own mental sanity you got to keep a schedule and that's like probably my biggest tip and just if people say they would like to help you take it and that's probably like just a whole postpartum in general but I definitely did not take advantage of that with uh, my daughter but with the twins, I was like, absolutely do what would you like to do my laundry? And that's what you have to do. People will be like, anything you need to do. And you're like, okay, no, give those people a job. Be like, come over at this time. You can do this task and then you can leave. Thanks. Yeah. That's really helpful to no. me. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And I do think I did ask actually to be left alone with the three of them, like sooner than I thought I would want to. Just like not for like a whole day or, you know, just but a couple just hours. Like, just a couple hours because I wanted to breathe because it is hard to breathe when there's people in your house. And I wanted to like get a sense of How my babies without people around, you yeah. know? So I think probably around like two weeks, I was like, I would like just to be alone with them for like two hours mm. and we survived. And I was like, I can... and that's the first moment I was like, I can do this. You're I like, whenever we go somewhere with you guys, like you are just like, like very efficient. Like when we went to the pumpkin patch, like out of the car, everyone's in the stroller, everyone's listening, everyone's ready. Okay, we're going. And I like could barely get my one kid out of the car. I'm like, okay, army, ready to go. Just very yeah, like efficient. I like to say, like, I don't think the Von Traps really have much on me. They don't. Um, they don't. Are, Absolute are, peasants compared to you. 
We are scheduled. And uh, like another part was my husband is self-employed. So anytime he was off work, he wasn't getting paid. So he had to go back to work pretty quickly after. So we just did it. Honestly, like you think you can't do it, but you just do it and it becomes second nature and you just, you just get it done. You figure it out, you get it done. And I just, I am a crazy person for a schedule, but it's honestly the only thing that's happened that's helped. And it still helps to this day. Like I'm definitely more lenient with it as like the boys, the twins will be three in March and Mila's four. So like I'm a little bit more lenient now, but like. Well, now you can be, but in the beginning yeah. from like those first two years, you just can't really, you have to just be on it. You can't really. That, yeah. That first, that first year, especially was just absolutely. It's like a water hose. It's like a fire hose to the face. Like just yeah. everything at once. Yeah. And did you, you breastfed them in the beginning, right? If I remember right. Yes. Holy fuck. How did you do that? Because I can just imagine like holding two at the same time and you're like, what do I do? Let me preface this by saying I did not breastfeed for long. I had a really, really bad time breastfeeding with Mila. I did it for four months and the whole four months of that, I was miserable. I just didn't produce enough. And like, she became like failure to thrive. Oh, that's so stressful. Yeah, because I was going for weight checks like every two days with her. I bought like that crazy weighted scale, weighted oh, the like, changing um, pad, the hatch one. Yes, I bought that. Um, I would like feed her, weigh her, feed her, weigh her. Like, how much did she get? I was so crazy. Like, I was in the pediatrician's office having a full mental breakdown, and my pediatrician, I, who I love, she is truly the best thing that's ever happened to me, said, "Give her formula. Give her formula." And it just like spoke to something in me, like, like, it's okay. okay. I could do this. Like, I feel like sometimes as moms, we have to wait for someone else to be like, no, you've suffered enough. You could do this. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, give her formula, keep breastfeeding if you would like, but supplement her with formula and it will take so much pressure off you. And it, it really did like, you know, cause I would be in those Facebook groups where it's like, no, 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 take snort sunflowers and I'm like wait what snort sunflowers then pump then pump she feeds them one boot pump and the other one and then you're gonna take her off but then you're gonna feed her bottle and then pump both boot it's like what am I supposed to do like that is not helpful I'm exhausted exactly so it was just it was just like that someone like and it wasn't even a way like she was like trying to tell me like stop breastfeeding give her formula she was just telling me like it is okay to give her formula just do that and so when the boys came around, I had already said, like, I, w- I want to breastfeed. I would like to try it. But if it is not working, I'm going straight to formula. And, that's, and that was just how it went. So you know how sometimes the um, the lactation consultants in the hospital are a little. Oh, fuck those guys. Sorry, but they're the worst. When I tell you this woman came in, she came in, I think I want to say like maybe an hour and a half after they were born. Oh. And she was like, you got to do two footballs, one football here, one football here. And you just feed them. And I'm like, You're like it's really not like that. It's really not quite that easy. I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm I'm not a petite girl already. So I was, I'm like, I well, have how if like one's not latching right. Like, how are you going to fix it? Cause you don't have any arms left. You're not an octopus. Like, what are you going to do? And not even that, like, as I was even feeding babies in general, like I felt like I had to hold my boob up. Cause I had like triple X's like, Oh, that's I'm how like, I felt too. I was like, I'm going to smother her. They're like, you won't I'm like, like, but I will. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to kill these children. If they are both under my boobs, like they can't breathe. What are you talking about? And she's like manhandling me and the babies. And she's like shoving them. I'm like, she's like, She's like, like a hamburger. I'm like, I'm not sure. Do you have two other arms? Because I just got the two. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, this is literally the equipment I have. So what do you think I'm going to do? I'm like, do you want my husband to be sensually behind me? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What? So that I was like, while she was there, I was like placating her. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I will just, you know, hold these two footballs under my massive tits <laughs> and pray they're breathing. And then like, as she left the room, I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like doing one at a time and one at a time. So like what we would do is like, I would breastfeed one and he would formula feed one. And then the next feeding, I would breastfeed the other. He'd formula That's a feed lot more sustainable. Yeah, totally. But even still, but then like, af- but then there was a few days and it was like, my milk doesn't seem to be coming in. Like they're not sleeping as well because they're hungry. And like, I sit there for a half hour feeding and then he's still hungry. So I'd say like maybe two weeks in, I was like, let's just go straight to formula. Like, let's just do it. And like the telltale sign was that it wasn't even hard for, like, I didn't have any clogs, anything stopping. I'm like, yeah, there was nothing happening there. Like (laughs) the factory was not at full capacity. We were. And I, you know, like I remember with Mila, I would be so jealous of these people that were like, I have a thousand extra bags of of breast milk because I just am an oversupplier. And I'm like, I think that envy is real too. Like even now, like on TikTok, like for some reason I'm on like pumping TikTok probably because I'm researching it for this next baby. But there's always like, I produce 40 ounces in a day. I'm like, how the fuck? And also like, okay, great. What are you going to do with all that leftover milk when that baby's not drinking it anymore? Like it only lasts for so long. What do you, like what? What? Yeah, no, it's, I think it totally is. Like, it's just like you, you just kind of crave, but then they might feel the, they might be in such absolute agony like doing it and you know like and I hear these people who are oversuppliers and they get like mastitis and mastitis is one of my greatest fears yeah no I was so afraid like when I'm like oh my god I'm totally gonna get mastitis my boobs were like thank god there was nothing coming out like it was just like there was no lettuce or what cabbage on my boobs nothing like (laughs) I just wore a sports bra for a few days leaked a little bit but like then my boobs were like yeah we're back to you know being a resting state (laughs) breastfeeding it went so much better the second time because I had no pressure and I knew the moment you let yourself off the hook I let myself off the hook and it kind of that was I think that was the biggest difference in my postpartum mental state was the fact that I was not going to be like killing myself to give breast his best type stuff yeah well we all know that's nonsense no I mean it is it's it's just yeah so what, like the first year of having like, okay, like Mila's now turning one, you have these twins that are like all over the place. What was like the thing that surprised you the most during that first year? I think what surprised me the most was honestly how well we adjusted. It it became so second nature and not saying it wasn't hard at all. It was, ex- the first year was extremely hard just in logistics. A lot. Yeah. yeah, like logistic wise, it just was so hard. But I think just like, how strong we became as a family in comparison to the whole like the first year of just having Mila I felt like my marriage was so bad like we were just at each other's throats because it's really it's really common and people don't talk about it like that first year when you have your first baby is fucking hard it is extremely hard and we just yeah we just like weren't in like the correct space we weren't communicating well but like I would say probably like three months into having twins and Mila, like we had no choice but to communicate well. To survive, yeah. So, yeah. So 
that's what kind of surprised me. Like I was like, this will either absolutely break us or will bring us together. And now it's, you guys it's are tight. Than it's, yeah. it's better than it's ever been. Yeah. And I think it's also like, because there was two of them, he had to do everything too. Like, yeah. you know, when you have just the one baby, it's like, well, you're feeding, you're doing, you, mom knows what's happening. There's like, no choice but to be a participant. You have to do it. No. And, and it was mm-hmm. exhausting. And I think it kind of gave him a new appreciation for like, okay. Like, I love that. You know, and sometimes it's just like, it's easier when the mom does it. Like I'm exact, I know exactly what this baby needs, but when I had absolutely no choice, but to like relinquish some of the, it did actually improve our whole, our whole family unit unit. That's so So, sweet. Yeah. Don't cry. Oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm just, you know, cold of flu season. I I put a little um, Afrin in my nose before here. Oh, oh, some prep. Good. Glad, Glad you're clear. Um, and you travel internationally with your children. How the fuck do you do that? Well, like you act as though we travel monthly. We traveled one time internationally with all three. That's yeah. that's still wild to me. Mila tra- has traveled internationally four times now with either like with her dad. So her and her dad have gone to Ireland. My husband is from Ireland, so we go over there a lot. We traveled internationally when the boys were I want to say like 11 months old or so they weren't one yet so we got the little baby bassinet um hooks into the wall hooks into the wall on the plane it's just a cardboard box I wouldn't say it was fun but on the on the plane ride over they were great we tossed them in those little boxes they each had a sound machine and they slept for like I would say four hours of the flight which was great and honestly it's just I'm a organized person in general and I just like some people might say a little crazy when it comes to like I I would just say you're type a yeah yeah I'm very type a so I really kind of thrive in like trying to plan and figure out like exactly what I need to bring like I actually find a lot of enjoyment out of that um it still was chaotic and crazy and just so much stuff but you know my my grandmother lives in Ireland so like and she can't travel here like she's just it's just not in the cards. Yeah. So to me, it was just more important for my kids to see my family, see where my their family is from and like make those memories for me. Like, cause I know at 11 months and Mila was two, maybe like they're not remembering no, that. No, it's for you, but that's fine. It's for me. And I have pictures of them and my grandmother's still alive <laughs> and we hopefully will be, we're going again in July to Ireland. So we'll hopefully um, get some more pictures and have some more memories and I'll let you know how that trip goes. I'm hoping it goes I think walk. under under your guise, I think it's going to go well because that's just the way it has to go. Yeah, like there will be no other choice. Except there will be no other it. choice. We might all be crying, but we are going to be quiet about it. And we're going to do it quietly to ourselves. And just, we will talk about it when we get there. Yeah, I think the only person I'm more worried about is my husband because he's in a full, he's not type A. He's in a full stress, like- <laughs> How are we going to do this? And I'm like, we've already done it. We can do, you do think, this. Well, it's July, so we can't wear the red vest. I was going to say, maybe bring out the red vest for a good look. Honestly, like we might just need to bring it for emotional support. Just pack it. He does it like a pillow, a little travel yeah. pillow situation. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm just talking a lot. Well, that, that's the point of having a guest. It's not for you to fucking listen to me. It's for me to listen <laughs> to you. And I'm supposed to ask you questions. <laughs> I 
that if you fucking want, that'd be weird. Um, but no, this season we're really trying to talk to moms who've had different experiences than us. Like, and you've obviously had a very different experience. Like, first of all, having even just having a baby when your first baby was so young, like I'm almost cut like I know that's very hard, but it's like, okay, at least things are still fresh. Like now I'm like, okay, I had a baby three years ago. Like, what the f- um, like I couldn't remember. I like and I still can't remember to life of me. I'm like, did we put her reflux medicine in her bottles or did I just give it to her? I cannot remember. I blocked that part out. Like there's just things you don't remember what you did. Yeah. I honestly think that was like a positive was that like, yeah, I had three children in diapers, but I had three children in diapers. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like out of the baby stage going back in it with two. Like I was still in the baby stage. Like, and there's something to be said for that to just be in it. Cause when you're restarting the clock a little bit, like you're like, Oh, like I was kind of, I was closer to freedom and now, but just fine. But like, it's just longer for you in that way because you're doing it again. Yeah. I mean, and in general, like now I look back and I'm like, this was such a blessing to have, you know, I had three under a year and a half or something like that. I think Mila was like 16 months when they were born. That's wild. Uh, But we had gone through fertility treatments to try to get Mila and like they were failing. I did the IUI. When I had first tried to go start having children, like I went to the OBGYN, they did the blood work panel on me. And they were like, you know, I had low AMH, which means I had diminished ovarian reserved DOR, which basically means like I had the same amount of eggs as like a 40 to 45 to 50 year old would have, which is not a lot. And you dropped and you then look, you dropped two later. Look at that. Yeah. But luckily, like they're like your eggs are, you know, quality is of a 29 year old, but you have the amount of, you know someone closer to menopause which I was like okay so we did the IUIs they failed and then I had started the estrogen to start IVF and this was in January of 2019 but we had like started the estrogen but we were taking that kind of month off to regulate my period Um, and when I went to get my blood work for you know the first appointment to go into IVF I was like I think I'm pregnant And the nurse was like, okay, well, the blood work will show like whatever. And my HCG was like so slightly elevated that they don't count it as pregnancy. You know, I think if it's like below Below 20 or or below 20, between five and 20 is like gray area below five is like clinically not pregnant. It was like, it was like one. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I have been doing fertility treatments now for a while and like tracking my stuff for a while. Like I can tell I was temping and everything. So I could like, oh, so you knew, yeah, I knew I was like, I I was like, I didn't want to like diminish this nurse's like qualifications, but I was like, no, no, I, I absolutely know I'm pregnant. And she was like, well, you know, it, it was just slight. So it's, you're actually not. And I'm like, okay. So then like two days later, I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. So I didn't have to do IVF. I just had to do a couple rounds of IUI, which failed obviously, but Hard. I did get Mila technically naturally independently independently I don't know I don't know what the word is yeah I don't know it wasn't a planned insemination one of those spur of the moments (laughs) and like it's so annoying because like when you're going through fertility treatments and people are like you stopped trying and that's when it happened it's like you're like fuck off like no that is not helpful or it every time the deed was being done I was trying like I didn't ever stop trying you don't because you mentally can't turn it off no, you're just and when you're trying, you're always thinking about it. You're like, okay, yeah. what's, you're like doing like the the fertility math and yeah, did I, like was I temping? Did I ovulate? Did I like you can't even when you're like, okay, we're just gonna take a month off. You're not, you're not. Your brain like no. like nope, 
we're always thinking here. No, like it, it was, yeah, I was like, I just want to take a month where I don't have to give myself a trigger shot. Like, that's literally what I wanted to yeah, do. I'm just going to do it without the needles for one month and see what, like, yeah. just give myself a break in that aspect, right? But yeah. So then, like, at that point, I was like, okay, I have one baby. And I was in the mindset where I was like, I'm one and done. Like, I, you know, this might, this probably won't happen again if I really don't have as many eggs as they say. Like, you know what I mean? This is, and that's kind of where I was mentally. And then, no. When we moved, it was, I think it was the first week we moved into our brand new renovated home that had almost, you know, destroyed us. I got <laughs> Like pregnant. things are settling down. And then you're like, actually, they're not. We're just ramping up for the next no, chapter. No, because it's like, okay, this house that we just renovated to be a perfect size for us is now too small. But guess what? <laughs> we're still here. Say, so, you're, you're making it work. It's working. Yeah, we're, we're making it work. Yeah. Yeah you're doing it you're you're doing it like I don't think you give yourself enough credit you're just like yeah I just did it and that's what I had to do but that was a lot and that was really hard yeah well thanks I I think that's like something that probably more moms really need to stop and say is just like you know what I'm a really good mom and I'm doing really well at this you are I do have break I do have breakdowns constantly but I'm oh, still yeah but you know what we're all still really good moms and we're doing a great job we are we are we are we're doing a great job <laughs> There's also, when you just said breakdown, it made me think of when the Jehovah's Witnesses knocked at your door. And, and what did you tell them? I like, well, A, I'm holding a dog back from running out at them. I have three children like looking out like, mama, who's at the door? Mama, who's at the door? And I was like, I got three kids and a dog right now. I just, I, I, I cannot do this at the moment. Because they were, I forget what they asked. They asked like, um, oh, they said, what, what do you, what does the future mean to you? And I said, sir. I cannot even think five minutes into the future at this moment. Like, and it was such a man move, like to literally see me fighting for my life at the and door. And just be like, I'm going to continue my thing to explain to and you. Still do the long-winded question. Like, you know, like <laughs> part of me was like, just slam this door. But I was like, I'm going to be kind and let him finish his thought. Was his nice thought was insane to ask a person <laughs> in my situation. So I just had to kindly say like, not today, sir. When I have time <laughs> to think about my future, in five, 10 years. That's literally how he said it. He's like, you know, five, 10 years from now, what's your future look like? And I'm like, what? What's five seconds from five seconds from now is three children at your feet and a dog humping your leg. Like if I <laughs> focus more on the immediate here. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. That was a, that was a typical that Man, video, okay. that ring video was like the highlight of my day when I saw that. That brought me I such know. Right? Well, that... it's so funny. I'm so glad I have the ring because like half the time I say these things, people are like, there's no way that happened. It's like, no, absolutely it didn't. It's all I busy. believe you said, I have three kids and a dog. I don't have time for this. And he was like, I see you've got, and you're like, mm -hmm, click. And the door just shuts. And then he looks at the guy. He's like, I think the next one. Yeah, I think you should go to the next house. I think you're done here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the word is going into this home today. <laughs> No, I, I I think I think God's gonna give us a pass. The thing I also don't get about Jehovah's Witnesses is if only so many people get to get in, why do you want to recruit more people? That that doesn't make doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense. sense. But you know what? It's not, not us. It's not for us. It's not for us. It's not my journey. Thrilled for them. <laughs> I'm not gonna yuck your yum. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. But if it even if it's truly yuck, I'm gonna let you yum it. So, <laughs> so the last thing I wanna ask is so the reason that we met is because we're in the same due date group. Mm -hmm. Were you in a due date group with Mila? Yes. And was it super different than ours? So different. 
so different. Like, I don't want to say anything like too negative because I oh, still, but I, different is not negative. It's just different. I feel like we no, are it's different. just, I never had a connection like I do with like, I never thought I would have like a connection with one person, let alone like 22 or however many of us there are like in such a deep connection, you know, like it's just, we all kind of are on the same wavelength. I don't, I wouldn't say we all, you know, think the same or do the same or believe no. the same stuff, but it's like, we all are on like the, almost the same, same wavelength. Whereas with Mila's due date group, some of them, I would just be like, I, I cannot relate even in the slightest, like I can't relate. And it just never like really clicked like mm. it did with ours. We, we really I, do talk like every day. And I, I only like realized not that long ago that that due date groups that don't fizzle and still even kind of continue like are not like that they're just like occasional no, there might be like five people if if it is continuing on like we still have like a straight up like everyone's dozens. active pretty much there's like a couple people that just like just had babies or like have to check out for a little bit but for the most part we're all in it i mean we're going on a fucking beach trip in however many months yeah like what number trip is this fourth uh, four four yeah. so Ch- chicago boston texas uh, Texas and now Florida and up all the states and you've been on all of them right I sure have I didn't go to Chicago because I was afraid and then I saw you guys had too much fun I was like I'm never fucking missing one of these again yeah no I was super afraid to go to Chicago like because that was the first one and I was like have we vetted all these people yeah yeah it's like no has anyone done the free background check like have we run these names through like but then you guys found out who I am and you know that I vetted all of you she was googling late at night just making sure that no one was a, a serial killer Google yeah, like image searching give, just to make sure we weren't being catfished. Like you give me the first consonant of someone's name. I'm like, oh yeah, I have where they live in their address. And I have the last five mailing addresses. What do you want to know? <laughs> yeah. So no, I really do like, we have a unicorn of a group yeah. and it's just, and it's, it's so, it's so nice because it does feel very real. Cause we do have problems. We do work them out. We do, you know we have ebbs and flows where like it's kind of been quiet for a little bit and then it just explodes again so we're all just real and honest with each other which i think in some groups would not work but we're not like other groups (laughs) we're not like other moms we're (laughs) cool moms oh man yeah it's been really good well thanks for taking the time to chat with us and like just tell us about your life and let us be curious and poke around yeah i mean i I hope it wasn't like super boring, but no, I I was enthralled the whole time and I'm sure everyone else will find it interesting too, but yeah. we like to give our guests like one minute at the end to talk about whatever they want. Like, is there something that you like, you want to get on your soapbox about that you're really passionate about that's like really cool for you this week or like a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory you want to talk like one minute, oh. you could talk about whatever you want. I think the only thing I really want to talk about because it's like on my mind this week is mom groups in general and the fear-mongering posts of mom groups. And I'm talking specifically about the um, people hacking into your camera. Oh, Because there was a post lately where it was like a non-Wi-Fi camera. And like people were like, yeah, if they have a radio signal right outside your baby's bedroom. No, 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 no. That's actually not how any of that works. I'm going to tell you right now that it was probably just, you know, technology doing technology stuff. Or maybe it's the hatch that's Wi-Fi that's in your baby's room that someone hacked into if you really believe, like, and I do believe that happens, but no, like, no, I, no, I'm not, it, it absolutely happens. But at some point you got to take the tinfoil hat off, you know, like. No, and it's like, I can't, and I remember like, and I was in a big multiples group, like where there's like thousands and thousands of people. Oh, those can get fucking off the rails real quick. They can get so crazy. They can get really crazy. And it's like 
trying to make you afraid to bring your kids anywhere. Like, you know, like nobody's trying to kid, maybe they are and like knock on wood, they're not, but nobody's trying to kidnap my children from the Target parking lot. But I found, I found a quarter heads up on my windshield. That means they they tagged me and they want to human traffic me. They're like, don't take the t-shirt off your windshield wiper. I'm like, ma'am, once I get in my car, I, I'll swish, swish, swish that out. Like it's, it's just, I'm not saying that these things do not happen, but they do not happen at the rate of which people are fear-mongering them to happen. No, if someone is going to kidnap or do something terrible to your child, it's someone that you'd know statistically that's close to you. 100%. If something bad is going to happen to your child, it is more than likely going to be someone that is already in your circle or in your family. Like- unfortunately and that is terrifying that should terrify you like no that terrifies me more all this random fear-mongering shit no and i just think it's it's running so rampant in mom groups and it's like it someone needs to stop it yes you can get your monitor hacked no it's not happening all the time like the thing that's also like my 13th reason is if i see one more fucking post about are you going to get the RSV vaccine? I There's like five a day in the one big mom group that we're in of like 10,000 moms. Yeah. And I'm just, I, that's when I said, I really think you should just use the search function. There's a lot of posts about this already. And people being yeah, like, there's no science on this. And it's the same woman who's the scientist commenting every time. It's like, actually there is, like, actually there is. No. And it's like, and it's one of those questions that is going to be so divisive and it's almost asked to be divisive. Exactly. It's like, you're just trying to start shit. Like, exactly. And it's just, there, there is actually science on it. Like there, there has to be. There has to be. And it was given to premature babies for years. That's just now available to everyone for the baby version, but. Exactly. But it's the, yeah. So I would say like, stop fear mongering in Facebook groups. Stop it. Just stop. stop. Just stop. Look within. If it's you, just cut it out and stop doing it now. If it's you, just stop. Nobody wants your children. (laughs) Like they don't want your children in Target. They don't. Like, and I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to you, but they don't like, and I have to admit that to myself. Like if you see me in the toy aisle of target, I'm going to guarantee you, you don't want my kids. They've crossed you off the list. Like not her. They're like, not, not this girl, not this girl and not those children because they are losing it over a blue ball. (laughs) Like, Can you imagine? Yeah, no. So and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure it happens. It does. It does. Things bad people are out there. Bad people do things. No, let's just have some common sense. Like just stop. Just stop. I could think of no better way to end this episode. So thank you. We're so grateful for you for coming on. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Delete If Not Allowed. We'd love if you'd send in your parenthood questions or hottest mom group drama to delete if not allowed pod at gmail.com. This podcast was hosted by Rachel Cook and Corey Santiago, produced by Megan Conroy, Rachel Cook, and Corey Santiago. Edited by Jesse Sander, music by Nate Sander. We'd like to thank our husbands, our daughters, and all the people who helped us along the way, however big or small. New episodes of Delete If Not Allowed drop every Wednesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Delete If Not Allowed Pod, or find us on Facebook as Delete If Not Allowed.